Welcome to Everyone Loved It But Me. My name is Lisa Hedger. I'm your host. I'm a freelance writer, editor, and journalist in Central Ohio. This is the podcast where we discuss super beloved books and offer analysis on them. In today's episode, as we're really in the midst of the holidays this week and next week, I'm highlighting reading goals for 2023. This week, I'm going to talk about my 10 reading goals. And then next week, I'm going to offer up some good ideas on how we can obtain some of our reading goals. But today, I'm going to share some of my reading goals, and, and some of these could be could be good reading goals for you as well. Now, on to the show. We are going to jump into my goals just for a quick second. Before we do, I always want to encourage you to tell people that you know about my show, that would be a huge, huge help to me. The more listeners, the more we can build this community. But first on, when I'm coming up with my reading goals, I've mentioned this before, I always include a number. Oftentimes doesn't work out. I don't always meet that number goal, but I'm going to stick my number goal for 2023 is going to be 75 books. That was my number goal for 2022. I'm just talking here mid-December, and I definitely am not going to hit that goal. I'm somewhere, I think, upwards, maybe on the high end of the 50s, maybe close to 60, but it won't be 75. I'm just going to stick with with that goal. I think, I don't know if I'll hit it or not, but that's just my, my number goal. Another thing I don't normally put in my particular list of goals, but I always like to read a handful of classics. I've been pretty consistent with that. So that's something I just like to do. The number one thing on my goal list, right? So now I'm going to start taking you through my 10 goals. Okay. For 2023, I want to read those books, those authors that aren't the New York Times bestsellers list that aren't getting thousands and thousands of reviews. That's also one of my goals for the podcast too is to share and talk about those books that I think deserve to be read, deserve to be looked at and considered because they're not getting the same amount of attention. Choose that goal kind of for me personally to read these these newer type of, of authors. If I say less popular, I, I know that that almost comes across as a negative tone, but when I'm saying less popular, I'm meaning those books, again, that are not on the New York Times bestsellers list, you know, so it could be a book perhaps that's been around for a while, but never gained a huge amount of popularity. It could be, you know, an author who's maybe been writing, but has not hit that threshold where it's a bestsellers list. So this is what I'm looking for here is, is these books and these authors that just are not gaining a lot of attention, right? They're just not super popular. That's my first category. So then my second goal is that I always want to write a review after I read a book. And I will tell you, I've not always done this. I 
I've had a harder time with this for a number of reasons, especially if I feel like it's not going to be a very, very positive review. And I always want to write very honest reviews. And so I think, oh my goodness, if it's not a super positive review, or maybe I'm saying what everyone else is saying, I don't want to write a review. So for a number of reasons, I want to write a review for every book I read. A, it helps me remember that book. When somebody asks about a book, I can, and what I usually use is I do usually use Goodreads, but you can use whatever you want. Then I can go to my Goodreads account, find a review, and then it will help me to remember little things about that book that perhaps I didn't remember. And secondly, newer authors and and those authors that are really fighting to get their name out there when I follow them and talk to them for the show or I'm just talking to them. They say, we want reviews. The more people who can review a book, the better. And they say, even if it's, you know, a three-star review, like even if, you know, you can just say, oh, you know what? Maybe this book wasn't for me because I don't like books about dragons that much. And I didn't realize that it was about dragons. But those of you who really like books that are kind of building their own their own worlds you'll you'll love this book right so i think that's what i try to do i think that you can write a very candid and kind review even if it's not a five star you can just kind of share very simply and we don't need to book bash similar to what we kind of do on the show you can very simply say here's what i liked about it Here's what I wasn't a huge fan of and and kind of end it at, at that. But I do think, like I said, ha- writing a review for every book helps me to remember the book, helps me to remember what I like or didn't like. And I do believe authors really, really appreciate this. And again, especially new authors and authors of books that I think have are controversial. For instance, I read the book Big Wig. I think I talked about this this past year, but it, it's a younger ch- children's book. I mean, it's something that I think is really more aimed at four or five, six-year-old kids, not a book that I would normally review, but the book was getting protested and people were trying to ban the book and saying it wasn't age appropriate. So in my review, I said, I'm writing a review because I understand this book is under scrutiny. I feel like it can be digested by young children. I think that they will relate to it. And this is why I'm writing the review. And I believe the author might have even liked my review. I mean, I think, again, there's a misconception that people think, oh, if a book gets banned, it's going to get more attention. That's not always the case. Writing reviews, reviews of books that are new books or, again, by authors that many people haven't heard of. That is one of my goals is to, to write a review when I'm behind, I think, by three or four books right now that I still need to write reviews on. And again, I, I, I can talk about that a little bit more in the next episode, but I just... I, I try to avoid spoilers in my reviews. I try to make them very simple, a couple of things I like, maybe a few things that perhaps I I think the author could do differently in a very kind way because it's not easy to write a book. And then I, I close out my review. My third goal for 2023, my third reading goal, is to read outside my comfort zone. 
And that is, you know, reading books I wouldn't normally read. Reading books that, you know, are different genres than I normally read. That, of course, comes into, I mentioned I try to do classics. That would be, that would fit in that category. Poetry would fit in that category. I don't read a ton of poetry. Graphic novels would fit in that category. I don't read a ton of science fiction. I mean, there's a number of categories that that kind of come in here, but just really reading outside of my comfort zone. Things that I just don't normally read. I feel like my book clubs help me with this a lot because there's often books that are selected that I think, oh my gosh, I, I would not have chosen that book at all. And, and I like that. But I also feel like I need to search a little more on my own for those books that are, that are outside my comfort zone. And my number, that's my, uh, that was my third goal. So going to number four, this one has been on my list for a while. It's super important reading underrepresented authors, authors that are African-American, Nigerian, Asian, authors that are LBGTQ, Native American. So really trying to find these authors and read their books because I feel like there are still many of these authors who are not, who are struggling to get their books published, right? This has been an issue for a long, long time. And that kind of goes into number my number five for my list, for my goals, which is to read more diverse books, okay? So four and five are very similar. Five is looking at books that have more diverse characters, more diverse plots, things like that. Could be more plots with LBGTQ relationships, thing, things like that, that, that hasn't always been present in our literature. And so that's my, that's my number five goal. Like I said, four and five, I think really complement one another. Number six is a really, really important goal for me and something I desperately, desperately need to work on. I've shared this a little bit, but my number six goal is to be more consistent with my reading. So if I look at my reading this past year, 2022, I can tell you probably in the month of January, I would say I read maybe eight or nine books a month. Okay. And I did that again in February and probably in March. And then I hit April, probably by the end of April. Well, let's say... I would imagine I was around 35 books or so, probably by May. So I'd hit a really good stride. And then summer hits. Now this year I think was even worse because I'd mentioned I had a kiddo graduating from high school. So I felt like, you know, May, we had an event every other day, graduation, open house, college, you name it. So I had several months where I read even less than normal. Traditionally, you know, I, I read a lot less in the summer and I just want that to be more consistent. I just want to find a way 
that I can be a little more consistent with my reading so that, uh, you know, I'm not reading a ridiculous number some months and then hardly any other months. So I just, I just need to find that nice consistency. And I, I have some ideas on how to attain that because that, that is one of my most important goals. I mean, number wise, it's here at number six, but it's, it's very important to me because I want to be more consistent. And I just think that's, that is really, really important. And next week for the next episode, I want to talk about ways to achieve these reading goals. And I would imagine consistency in reading is not just my problem. (laughs) I'm guessing other people might find they have a similar challenge to be consistent with reading. Now, I would imagine most people read more in the summer than I do, and they might actually read less in the winter. So I would imagine my seasonality issue is flip-flopped for other readers. Folks have told me, oh, I read the most in the summer. And I do think that's pretty common. But I just think that goal of having more consistent reading, many of us, I think, can agree with that. We just might have our times of our heavy reading and less reading might might be flip-flopped. Okay, so here is my number, my number seven goal. This is kind of a, a funny one. I am going to work on reading, in this case, it's the popular author, but authors that I've never read before, okay? So I was at one of my holiday book clubs, and the host had written down the top, I think, 30, 35 titles that were chosen, I believe, by the New York Times, some publications as, like, the most popular books, right? So these are books we've all heard of, Gone with the Wind, you know, Charlotte's Web, Wuthering Heights. I mean, it was just really, really, really popular books. Each one of us had drawn three slips with names, with titles of these books. And the first one, so I'm getting ready to to read mine. And so I said, oh, hey, guys, this is a book that I've never heard of. And I said, it is A Prayer for Owen Meany. And you can just imagine the gasps. Everyone went, I cannot believe you've never heard of this. And what's really interesting is I was at a second book club holiday event and somebody had, uh, we started talking about different books, books that I think people hadn't read. And somebody said, I still can't believe Lisa hasn't read a John Irving book. That just blows my mind. And of course, it did finally connect to me that yes, it is John Irving who wrote A Prayer for Owen Meaning. So John Irving is on my list. I'm going to try to read, I don't know how many of his books but I am going to try to read some of his books. I think I'm going to start with A World According to Garp. But I do also plan to read A Prayer for Owen Meany. And I think this is a good opportunity for me to kind of look at some of those authors, longtime authors whose books that for some weird reason, I mean, I don't know what was happening to me, why I never read their books. And I know John Irving isn't the only one 
he happens to be the author that that has just kind of been struck in cover a couple a number of conversations where I've realized oh my gosh I haven't read any of his books so I know there's other a couple other authors out there and I'm hoping to kind of look and come up with a number of authors and and try to visit some of these authors whose books I've somehow missed I don't know if you've ever found yourself in that kind of situation where you read a lot and suddenly for whatever reason you just realize wow I never read a book from from that author so that is my number my number seven goal and my number eight goal this is I guess a little similar like my number one goal was to kind of I had mentioned new authors and new books and, you know, but that in that category, like I said, I'm looking at those authors and books that I think are not getting as much attention. For my number eight category, I want to read books that were published in 2023. So this has been an ongoing category for me because I always tend to read a lot of older books, perhaps because I'm catching up on books and authors that I missed for some reason, but I do want to continue to read a good number of newly published books. And I know that I'm going to hit some of those older books anyway, so that I don't need that to be a goal because I tend to gravitate toward what people, I guess, in the bookish industry call the backlist books. I always tend to read a lot of backlist books, so I want to keep reading these newer books, okay? And again, number eight does kind of spin in with number one, right? Um, Because some of these, of course, will be new authors as well. Now, here is my number nine goal. My number nine goal is to have a better organizational system for making notes on my books. So what I have now is it's a bit of an S show, if you will, right? I have many, many, many sticky notes. And I love the sticky notes because you can just take them on and off the books. You can use them for library books and they don't harm the book in any way, shape or form. And what I do right now is in a perfect world, I choose colors. Like I always think red is, you know, like anger. So if there's something in the book that makes me angry or there's a character who was really angry, I put red there. And then blue I kind of think of as, oh my gosh, blue is kind of for like the blue, you know, when you read a cartoon and the and the thoughts were always in blue. So I would kind of think of blue as thoughtful observations that either the character had or perhaps a thoughtful observation that I had based on on the particular quote. But it's, I don't know, I'm okay with it, but I I think I need to do a better way of concisely coming up with my thoughts. For instance, I listened to an audiobook, could not find this in, at the library. My library did not have this book. It's a funny name. It's for one of my book clubs. It's called the Christmas Killer, okay, it's by Alex Pine, and it was one of those kind of like delightful British murder mysteries set in this cute little town, you know, fictitious town called Kirby Alley, Kirby Abbey, I think, and it was just, you know, they'd be 
singing Christmas carols at the town square. You know, and, wow, oh no, there's a murder. And it was it was pretty delightful. And what, so since I wasn't reading a physical copy, what I did was I wrote notes on my iPhone as I was listening to the book. And for instance, I found there's just a whole group of notes. Every time they'd say like a funny British annoying slang like you know when someone is is annoyed like bugger off bloody hell piss off you know stuff like that like I was just I just kept writing that down so I might move my little sticky notes to something kind of like a notes app okay I think that might be what I'm leaning towards I'm leaning toward maybe doing something with the sticky notes and also something with like notes because I actually like that I thought that was pretty easy I could just as we were chatting about this book I could just kind of go through my my notes and just find little things and that was even easier you know than just going through all of my sticky notes I felt like it was a little more organized so that is one of my uh, that's my number nine goal for 2023 my number 10 goal is to go to more like book talks book clubs book events things like that so I, I do go to you know a few book clubs pretty consistently but I hardly ever make it to book talks and book events and I went to one recently with nature uh, book author Doug Tallamy who writes these wonderful, wonderful nature books. And I was just really pleasantly pleased and I loved hearing him talk and I and I loved talking to other people about the event and hearing the, the question and answer um, experience. And I just thought I need to do this more often. I, I am in central Ohio. I'm 20 minutes from Columbus. There's so many amazing authors who who come to Columbus and I oftentimes see these events and I put them on my calendar and I'm unable to make it so I one of my goals is to go to more of these events I haven't come up with a quantitative number yet I probably should I'm gonna think about that for for next week's episode but that is something that I think is important and I have to tell you it just brings about a different kind of of energy, right? Like going to your book club, okay? And because I go to a number of book clubs and talking about the books is just such a better experience for me than just reading my book, you know, at my little home and thinking, oh, wow, this was a great book, you know, talking to people about it. So going to these events where the author is there and they're talking about their you know, life's work and sharing decisions they made. And, you know, whether in, in the case of Doug uh, Tallamy, you know, he's talking, he's advocating, of course, for uh, nature and, and explaining plants that he um, is, is planting at his house and the important, you know, and that is, it was so fascinating, but it, it, but it made me realize, oh, I need to go to to more of these types of of events from you know with other authors with new authors and I just think that that is is really really essential and I think it's another way to show 
authors that that were supporting them. There had been some, there had been something I think on the news and on Twitter recently where there was an author saying, "Oh my gosh, I went to, a, I had a book signing, you know, and all these people had signed up saying they would come, and like nobody came." And I was pleased to see that many other authors actually had tweeted and said, "Oh my goodness, welcome." do, you know, this kind of sad club. It has happened to all of us. But I think, again, going back to that idea of wanting to support authors, like my number one goal, right, which is wanting to support authors who, you know, haven't made the New York Times bestsellers list, who are out there, who are marketing their own books. I want to go to these events where they are speaking. I want to hear more about them and learn about their creative process. And that's also one of my goals as well for the podcast is certainly to to continue to have more um, newer, you know, authors on the podcast, which I love to do as well. So those are my 10 goals looking into 2023. For next week's episode, I'm going to try to offer up probably uh, 10 strategies, right? I don't know if it'll be exactly 10, but a number of strategies to try to figure out ways to meet those goals. As always, I really appreciate you for listening to this show. If you've got that Everyone Loved It But Me book that you'd like to see me discuss on the show, please reach out to me, www.everyoneloveditbutme.com. And I hope you have a wonderful day. And most importantly, I hope you get time to read today. 